Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Supreme Court's conservative majority is poised to weaken the power of federal agencies. That's what we learned during oral arguments on Wednesday when the court's conservative justices questioned a nearly 40-year-old legal doctrine called Chevron deference, which essentially gives agencies latitude to craft regulations. If it's overturned or limited, it could threaten regulations in countless areas, including energy and the environment, for both President Joe Biden and any future administration, regardless of party. So today, we chat with Politico's Alex Guillen about what's at stake in the energy world if Chevron deference is abandoned. It's Friday, January 19th. So ostensibly, these cases were about commercial fishing regulations. And at the lower level courts, they were. They did talk a lot about fishing regulations. But when they went to the Supreme Court, the fishermen, backed by conservative legal think tanks, asked the court to overturn something called Chevron deference. It's a 40-year-old precedent that the Supreme Court set in 1984, and what it does is it says that when judges are reviewing agency rulemakings or actions or decisions, if they look at the what the statute says and the law is ambiguous, then they're supposed to defer to the agency's interpretation of the law so long as it's reasonable. Actually, it was set up in the 80s to rein in what were seen as a liberal activist court. But with Democratic presidents increasingly using executive actions to back up their regulations and take action, there's actually been a change in legal thought on this, and conservatives now oppose Chevron deference. It's called that because the case it was named after was a fight over an environmental regulation, but it does apply to practically every policy area the government makes. So that was what was being asked in this case. And you're reporting based on arguments that you tuned into this week that the Supreme Court's conservative majority is leaning towards limiting or overturning Chevron deference. So what did you hear? Yeah, there was a lot of talk from the court's conservative wing about how Chevron deference sort of handcuffs judges and basically violates the separation of powers under the Constitution. Some of the more aggressive anti-Chevron justices who have been openly critical of it in the past were arguing that it strips judges of the right to say what the law is. We also heard some questioning from some of the sort of more moderate judges on the conservative wing, like Amy Coney Barrett, and I I mean moderate in a relative sense. And she was seen as someone to watch because she hasn't been on the record as much about Chevron deference as someone like, say, Justice Gorsuch has been. But she was focused in particular on the potential effects of overturning Chevron deference, like if this would mean thousands of cases could be reopened and relitigated. The answer from the anti-Chevron lawyers was, no, that wouldn't really be an issue. It would be very rare that the prior court ruling could be overturned. Meanwhile, the three liberal justices mounted a a pretty full court defense of Chevron deference. They were arguing that judges lack the experience and the expertise and the technical knowledge to make decisions in a lot of cases that involve often complex issues like the environment and pollution and public health. So there were concerns from the liberal wing that If Chevron deference is overturned, it'll turn judges into policymakers. It was not clear that that really made much of a dent in the conservative justices. It seemed like they were still very much on track to overturn Chevron. Yeah, and if that were to happen, I mean, what are the major implications for federal agencies, particularly the Biden administration, which was obviously undergoing a number of rules on the environment, 
So what's at stake here? Quite a few rules. Really, the first one that jumps to mind for me is the new climate rule for power plants that EPA is working on. Of course, back in 2022, the Supreme Court struck down the Clean Power Plan and said, no, this was beyond EPA's authority. And in that case, they used something called the Major Questions Doctrine, which is an even stronger sort of standard of review for judges than the Chevron deference. So EPA took that, been working on a replacement rule. Obviously, it's very mindful of trying to avoid major questions in the future. So they are actively trying to tailor the rule to that. So what that means is if that is successful and their rule does avoid major questions, a lot of the standard may have come back down to Chevron deference. But if that's overturned in the meantime, that means that the court will give EPA a lot less consideration when it comes time for this rule to be challenged in court assuming we even get that far. And there are a lot of other areas where this could matter, methane regulations, vehicle regulations, tax credits. But it does apply to stuff that may be below a lot of people's radar, including one thing that comes to mind is a rulemaking EPA is doing on something called ethylene oxide, which is a chemical used to sterilize medical equipment, but it's also carcinogenic. So EPA has proposed stricter limits on commercial facilities. This is a big environmental justice issue for the EPA and the Biden administration. But the uh, chemicals industry has already threatened that if Chevron is overturned, that what EPA is doing would potentially be much more legally vulnerable. So even just with the case having only been accepted at the Supreme Court, industry was already warning EPA and across various rulemakings that it needed to watch itself because the standard was going to be changed most likely. Also, on Thursday, the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee easily advanced legislation that would authorize a study to prove U.S. manufactured goods are more climate-friendly than those from adversaries like China. The Prove It Act could help pave the way for Congress to impose carbon tariffs, but the vote illustrated a brewing clash inside the Republican Party over an effort to insert climate policy into U.S. trade rules. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Nirmal Malaykul is the podcast producer. Annie Reese edited the podcast this week. Catherine Morehouse was a guest host. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow the renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.